Chuck Staten from Senior Discount and the Chuck and Black Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Break the Ice Podcast. I'm your host, Julia, coming at you. How are you? Hope you all are well. Today's episode is with the singer of Senior Discount. He also has his own podcast called the Chuck and Brad Podcast. And he also does a million other things that I find completely interesting. It was really nice for him to reach out a couple weeks back, I would say, maybe a month or so. Thank you so much to Will for reaching out. Uh, this is Chuck of Senior Discount on the podcast, and uh, we had a, a very interesting conversation. He talked about everything. I know that Senior Discount just released a album, and it is pretty fucking awesome for all those punk heads and uh, ska head people. So definitely check that out, and definitely let me know what you guys think. In other news, I was on another podcast. Surprise, surprise. I was on a podcast called Unscripted with my friend Dante. Honestly, I sound like a complete dork and loser in it. So if you want to check that out, go check out Unscripted on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, if you want to follow, like, subscribe, email me. Our socials for Facebook and Instagram are Break the Ice Podcast. Twitter is at Podcast BTI. My personal Instagram is BTI underscore Julia Q. And the email, you know what to do. Send me Chick-fil-A stuff. Send me memes. Tell me how funny I am. Tell me how much I suck. The email is BreakTheIcePodcast2016 at gmail.com. There is no outro today, so just enjoy the whole episode and the song at the end. And then Email me and let me know how it goes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and rate and all that good stuff on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I mean, I don't know where else we're at, but I know I... Oh, Google Play. There you go. We're on Google Play, too. Anyways, here's the episode. Bye. Well, it is really nice to have you on the podcast, Chuck, as everyone knows you are in senior discount and you also have your own podcast called the Chuck and Brad podcast and I was listening to the podcast earlier today and you guys have over 300 episodes I, I believe so there is no shortage at all and every episode's a little different which is amazing talk a little bit about that how you got started with the podcast and what made you want to start a podcast because I know for a fact that it's not that easy to keep up with it constantly, week after week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's, you know, it, it's funny because I think you have to have a specific type of personality to stay on top of stuff like that, especially when it's, you know, real creative work that you care about. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I do a good thing that 90% of podcasts and because people just stop doing them, stop sticking to it hard. But, uh, yeah, luckily, me and my friend Brad, we do the podcast together. He's in Brad Roller. He's a intercom guy. He's a writer. We do a lot of writing comedy together. We do stand-up together and live shows together. He's, you know, he has a type of personality. You're really stick with stuff. And so do I. And so we're kind of lucky to have each other with that because we're both extremely organized. But what actually started the podcast was the fact that my band, Senior Discount, we've always wanted to have kind of a multimedia aspect to what we do. So, you know, a long time ago when we first started, it was comedy videos. 
which are great. And then weird as this sounds, this was like pre-YouTube. I know that sounds crazy, but we started doing comedy videos in 2004, and YouTube didn't really take a of popularity until way later. Right. And we were doing these comedy videos that people really responded to. And that became a big part of what we do, where I realized that, oh, man, this is extra stuff. That's kind of what separates us from other bands. If you see four bands, and they're all good, but then one of them does these comedy videos on top of it, that's the one that's probably going to stick with you and the one that you're going to pay attention to because they stand out a little bit. So that was a big deal for us. And after we got a little bit of a following and a little bit of traction, I was rebuilding the band's website many years ago. And I was like, man, I'd love to have, you know, new content every week. You know, we love the video stuff, but as time went on, the production took longer and longer because we were doing it more and more professionally. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what well, can we make it as easy to do that we can do every week to be able to come back to our website? And at the time, uh, you know, Brad and I were becoming close friends, and we had talked about the idea of starting a podcast, kind of inspired by Kevin Smith and his podcast, Lodcast. And we said, let's start doing a podcast. Let's just, you know, every week we can plug senior discount shows, we can plug Brian's improv shows, we can talk to people in the music scene, people in the comedy scene, always meeting interesting people and, you know, doing new performance stuff and new art. So that'd be fun. And that's the only reason we started really was to have senior discounts with it, have new content every week. But then the podcast kind of took on a life of its own, and now it's its own thing. And it really has changed, too. I, I guess I didn't realize when we started the podcast that it didn't change the way I look at artistry and art and kind of the way that people criticize art and kind of the way that... How, how does, like... How, whenever anyone tries to create something, if, if, if someone likes it and if someone's trying and someone cares and there's value to it, and I think the podcast really changed my... Uh, I'll look at stuff like that. But the podcast started to a totally different thing than, you know, what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be casual conversations about, you know, stories of, of the band playing shows and Brad and I talking about movies here and there. And all that stuff is still part of it. But there's a lot more depth to the podcast than I ever realized there would be. That's awesome. For sure. I, I definitely know what that feels like because when I started the podcast, I honestly kind of walked into it blind. I saw some of my favorite people do it, like, uh, uh, there's this podcast called Lead Singer Syndrome, and and I kind of just listened to him interview bands, and I was like, oh, that sounds like something I could do, and I I remember getting approved for the first one, and I was like, wait, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) Like, it gets a little nerve-wracking, a lot goes into it, and a lot of people don't know about, and and like editing and coming up with content every week yeah. is is something new like every week you can't have the same thing over and over again and in my end uh, the podcast is it a continuous weekly thing i think i'm post more on the website and talk about things like i write things because I want to continue like interviewing bands and it, it was really nice that you reached out because it was at that point where I was like, well, if I don't have anyone reach out, I think the podcast is gonna, not going to be very continuous anymore. <laughs> so I was talking to a couple of friends and I sent um, The Best Revenge, which is your newest album. You guys, you guys just got signed and you guys were on Warp Tour, the final Warp Tour at the Hartford date. 
and I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of good things yeah. for your band. I mean, a record uh, signed on the last Warp Tour. I, I mean, you've played with bands like Sum 41, Frank Turner, Anti Flag, the Ataris. I mean, I don't know what goes through your mind right now because you, you guys are definitely picking up so much traction. And I know if somebody asked me about you guys the best way i would describe you guys is as a punk band but there's definitely these ska influences um so i guess where i'm going with this is uh what would you like for the fans to take out of this album and what what would you tell somebody that has never heard of your band before in their lives well it's interesting we started it's a really interesting thing because i consider us essentially what is like a pop punk band, you know what I mean? We kind of go between like a punk rock band and a pop punk band. But when I think of pop punk, I actually think of like Blink-182, Green Day, Sun 41, that's right. pop punk to me. But I think pop punk now means something different than that. You know, pop punk means breakdowns and poppy courses and stuff like that, but it's a little bit more hardcore that people associate with pop punk. But that's not my favorite anything. So, when I have to tell people about the band, I kind of, I, you know, I tell them, this is exactly what I say. I say, we're a punk rock band, but like mainstream punk rock, like Blink Radio 2 or Green Day. And that's kind of, you know, the best way to describe us, I think, is where we tell someone that hasn't heard of us before. And in terms of people taking away from it from the album, you know, I, it's weird because I love music, I love all different types of music, you know, acoustic music and hard music and stuff like that. But there's really, what I want to realize over the years is that with Senior Discount, the heart of the band is in this fast, energetic, poppy, you know, well-written punk rock. It's music with, like, it's, you know, fast and energetic and a little bit thrashy and a little bit wild, but also we care so much about good melodies and harmonies and playing well. And I think our albums up to here have been very, very varied and kind of all over the place, which is it's just kind of how I naturally write and how we naturally write. But what I'm happy with this album, and I hope people take away from it, is that in this album we really focused on what is the heart of the band. And I think the heart of the band is, is you know, fast, poppy, punk rock. And it's the first time I ever kind of step back and thought, well, what do we want to be? What do we want to come off as to, a, to an audience? And this album, I think, displays that the most out of all of our albums because you listen to it and all the songs kind of come at you pretty fast. You know, they're not all short. Most of them are pretty short. But they come at you pretty fast and the energy is up the entire time. It's great. We actually did a review somewhere recently. I wish I could remember what it was. But, uh, the album, you know, the album cover, you know, the album's called The Best Revenge. It's the Canadian Scout The Best Revenge. And the album cover, I actually designed the whole thing. I made the whole thing. And it's a skeleton on the beach with other skeletons playing volleyball. And some nice young lady wrote an album review. And she wrote, This, you know, here's a skeleton for Best Revenge. It should be played on full blast on your way to the beach. And then she wrote in parentheses, I didn't see the album cover before I wrote this review. And I was like, that is exactly how I want people to feel about this album. Yeah, it definitely is like a... That's kind of how I think about it. I want to feel like a happy day. Like a happy, sad day that gets you energetic. Yeah, it it definitely is a very energetic album. I, I agree completely. It's definitely like a road trip album, like a summer... It, it's definitely one of my top favorites right now 
I'm glad that <laughs> I'm really excited oh. that you emailed me with this link because uh, it's very hard to find a good summer record. And I definitely think that the best revenge is, is definitely on the top. I appreciate that so much. It's it, it, you know, it's difficult because I, I I'm very open to all different types of music. But I agree, especially from you know, the standpoint of someone who really likes like rock and roll and punk rock and, and live bands, it is sometimes hard to find some of that happy, upbeat like summer music. And uh, I was really happy, I you know, especially with our song you know, your song called Cindy is probably our poppiest song, but I also think it might be our most well-written song, a well-balanced song, in terms of, like, writing, like, a poppy single. Right. And I miss that type of music. Like, you can still get that from bands like Blink-182. Like, I love Blink-182's album, California, that came out. And it felt like such a great summer album. But there's not a ton of that out there. There's not a lot of that out there. So this year, it was, like, my mission to write you know, to come out with a happy, fun, poppy, summer punk rock album. Because that's what I grew up with, you know. I remember the summer that I was in senior, I think I was going into senior year of high school. That's the year that Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out, I think we do. And that kind of album that really feels like summer and really compels uh, a happy, fun summer, it's hard to find now. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a bunch of examples from when I was younger, but it's hard to find that. I really wanted to feel like I was providing that to some Yeah, I I agree 100%. I'm, I've always said it on this podcast, I'm not into that whole pop punk scene because I feel like nowadays it's just starting to sound the same. I feel like it just became a wave of the same, of different four-piece, five-piece people, and it just started to sound the same, same sound, and it was like, it just sounded the same. Everything sounds the same to me, and and I could never get into that pop punk scene. So I always stuck with like metalcore, deathcore, even though that kind of stuff starts to sound the same after a while. But coming across like your record, it definitely brings back those records from like Blink One Eighty Two and and Green Day and Sum Forty One and Bowling for Soup, like Real Big Fish, like. This is the reason why people still go and see these bands because they sound different even though they're the records have been out for a while. Like if you tell me Real Big Fish is playing one venue yeah. and like some new pop punk band is playing the next venue, I probably am going to go watch Real Big Fish because even though the newer band has a, is is a little newer it's all going to sound the same. Every song is consistently going to sound the same. Whereas when I go see Real Big Fish, I at least know there's going to be a variety of different things. It's like right now the interpreters are, are blowing up because they sound different even though they're brand new. And I think that your band Senior Discount with The Best Revenge being brand new, you guys are bringing something new to the table that people definitely need to pick up and listen to. I also saw that you guys... One of your singles, Afterlife, has alone been annihilating on SoundCloud. Yeah, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised that yeah I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit fifty thousand plays on Afterlife. I think probably tomorrow. I think it's up to like you know I'll check it right now in in real time. I'm gonna check it. It was up to like forty nine point two or something like that. That Let's is see. wild. I know right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, it's 49.1 thousand streams on SoundCloud. Yeah, it's definitely the most direct 
in largest numbers of streams that we've ever seen. I mean, honestly, to be completely honest, as, a, as an independent band, it's hard to see all your streams on, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Amazon MP3. You don't get that information exactly. But to see, you know, our single hit 50,000 streams, which I'm expecting it to tomorrow, and go up so fast, has been insane. I've never had anything played this much. And it's amazing. I love it so much. And, you know, it's, it's a testament to our label, Paper and Plastic Records. We're really, really super thankful to be associated. And I think that a lot of people, you know, there's a million bands out there. And so, you have, you know, you have a limited amount of time in your life. And if you see someone with Paper and Plastic Records, which is a trusted label, they hold mm-hmm. kinds of band we put up their new album. You know, that's going to make a lot of people say, oh, let me give this a chance. And I think that's what's happening, especially with the single. And, um, you know, I've got nothing but positive response on mine, so I'm super thankful and really, really happy about it. Yeah, no, you guys are killing the game. Also, uh, a little bit of what you guys have done. You guys, obviously, Warp Tour has officially ended 2018. Crazy to think about. I've only gone to four, surprisingly. When I was younger, my parents just did not let me go to a full-day festival outside in the heat by myself. So I, uh, once I turned 18, I did it on my own. And it's been history that everyone, that's everyone knows about Warp Tour in, in our genre, I guess is the best way to put it. And you guys got the chance to play the Full Sail University stage on your on the last Warp Tour in Connecticut, correct? That's right. And how was that experience for you? I, I'm yeah, guessing was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting because we've never, I guess, you know, behind the scenes, when you kind of book shows, you know, what you can do is you can kind of, you can reach out, you can say, hey, um, you can reach out to bookers and labels and bands and say, oh, I want to play this show, I want to play this show. But what tour always seems like it was too big of a beat to get to. You know what I mean? Like, all, all these years that we've gone to book tour, we've always wanted to play book tour, obviously. And it was always an instrumental part of senior discount because, you know, Back in the day when people used to listen to CDs before there was digital streaming, we used to literally burn a thousand CDs, literally a thousand, and bring them to Warp Tour and just pass them out all day. You pass them out in traffic, you pass them out the show. Right. So that's a big way to get a lot of But now, yeah, so it was always like who we wanted to play, but it was like, who do you talk to? You know, you could do the earnings all out of the band. You could try to like reach out to, to whatever emails you see. But it always seemed too big. And then when I found out that it was going to be the last Warp Tour this year, I was like, I was like we have to get a Warp Tour. We have to play the last Warp Tour. Right. It has to be something that we did. So, honestly, the podcast, I think, was a big help. Because I actually, I reached out to a couple of people I know in like, the world of punk and ska. I reached out to Yari from Little Big Fish, and I was like, hey, man, how do you think I should get through to the Warp Tour and get on? And he said, you should try to track down Kevin Lyman, who is the founder and the person who runs Warp Tour. He goes, and tell them all about your podcast. Tell them you have these bands on, tell them you push things, and see if that can start a little bit of a link and that can get you in, maybe. And I was like, oh, it's a good idea. So I reached out to, and I was lucky. I, you know, kind of just needed my mission, and I did get through Kevin Lyman. Kevin Lyman came on our podcast, and on the podcast episode that he came on, he announced the standards and all that into the World Tour Day Conference. That was a huge deal. But, like, yeah, this year was just uh, it was so important to get through. Um, and playing World Tour, it was really fun, but it was a pretty difficult day because we got there 
and I think it was 2.30 in the morning, and they have a lottery of who plays at the time you play. <laughs> and, he said, and they said, okay, we're going to give you a time to play, and they went through. And I was like, let's play at 7.20 p.m. Oh, great. <laughs> and we sat in 90-degree heat for 11 hours before we played. Oh, man. It was crazy. Yeah, I always yeah, hear about I, this stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm like, am I going to be wiped out? But we actually were very energetic. We had a great time. It was really fun. Yeah. But man, 11 hours and 90 degrees. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I definitely talked to a couple friends of mine that were on the, the tour all summer, and they were like, yeah, this has helped our careers a, a lot, and we're thankful, but it definitely takes a toll on you, and it's mentally and physically exhausting. Just imagine one day, could you imagine every day? I mean, they, there was like this time where it was like 20 days for the the whole Warped Tour was like 20 days, and they only had like yeah. one day off, and it was like, that's brutal. But yeah. I'm glad you guys got to play the, yeah, the last workshop. I'm really glad you guys got to play. That's awesome that Kevin definitely, I mean, Kevin is like the, I even for my podcast, Kevin, I remember emailing him the first time and being like, look, this is what I want to do. And, and he definitely helped me get through to, to do press for Warp Tour. So um, I, I can never say yeah. anything awful about the guy he is amazing so besides that besides your yeah. besides your podcast and besides music you are obviously a very busy person I, I know we were talking about that before i hit record you also do film i saw that you sent me a little clip yeah that you're going to be i don't know if it already passed or or if it's coming up that you filmed an event for I, I recognized one of the guys from Imperial Jokers on there, and I thought that was insane. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so basically, there's, all right, so basically there's Kevin Smith, who uh, runs Smodcast, and he's like a director, you know, he directed uh, Clark, and Chasing Amy, Paul Rex, James Brown, Bob Trek Back, mm-hmm. and uh, he has this like, empire of film and podcasting and TV shows. And one of the shows that he did is called Comic Book Man. It's on AMC. It's after the, it was after The Walking Dead. It actually just ended. The show just right. ended. Two of the guys from that are named Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson. And ever since before Comic Book Man was a show, they did a podcast called Tell Em Steve Days. And the third person on that podcast is Brian Quinn from The Impractical Jokers. Right. And, you know, this is before Impractical Jokers, before Comic Book Man. They just did this podcast out of Kevin Smith's comic book store called James Bond Bob's Secret Stash. And I've been a big fan of that show since before Particle Brothers, since before Comic Book Man, when they were just 20 guys doing a great podcast. A couple of years ago, well, I guess I should say, I went to school for film. You know, I love the world of film. I've been doing independent comedy films for, you know, over 10 years. We've used it with the band, Senior Discount, we've always had like short comedy films to push our shows and our albums. It was always a part of our personality. And I saw that Tell CJ, the podcast, was going to do a live show at the Gramercy Theater in New York. So, uh, and I know that they don't like to do a lot of live shows. I know that Walt in particular doesn't really like to do live, live shows. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, um, I do a lot of film work. I film my own podcast live. Uh, let me come to New York. I'll set up a you know a three camera shoot and we'll we'll film like a whole special of you guys live at the camera shoot. And I didn't have any connection to them. I didn't know them at all. 
and I kind of just, honestly, <laughs> just like kept emailing different people that were involved in the production of the, of the show. And finally, I got through. And they said, yeah, I'll come do it. And so last minute, you know, I got to go ahead and they hired me to come to New York. And I had been, I filmed and directed and edited their entire live at the Grammar Street Blu-ray, which is the first Blu-ray they came out with, which was like a two-hour live show. And they were so happy with that that they hired me to do another big project and then another small project and then another big project and the kind of everything just kept rolling on. And now I just consistently do film work for Wealth and Bryant and Tom Hookman and Bryant Clinton and Practical Jokers for their podcast, Tom Seasick. They actually just launched a Patreon account for their podcast, and it's super successful, but part of it is a lot of film work. And so right now, we're kind of jumping into that and taking the film of my podcast a little bit more seriously. We just came out with a video, I think, two weeks ago, and I'm working on about three more right now for them. But yeah, so I went, last week I went to the Kevin Smith Walderton Film Festival event in uh, New Jersey, which took place at this movie theater right near... That is wild. You are definitely living a lifestyle, my friend. That is some crazy stuff. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, but uh, what's next for you oh, besides uh, recording? I mean, not record. Well, obviously recording your podcast with Brad and then video work for the Kevin Smith and then your band. So what's next for all of that? What is next for, for you? Well, basically, so right now what's going to happen is I'm going to continue to do the podcast called the Chuck and Brad Podcast, and it comes out weekly, chuckandbradpodcast.com is where to find it, and you can find it on iTunes and all those different places. Um, we just released an episode today, which is actually all about my experience at Walgreens on Falling Lost Week. So that's going to be consistent. Uh, I'm going to be consistently doing film projects with Helen CJ for their Patreon. I think that we're supposed to run three film projects every two months. That's a lot of film work. So I'll be doing that. That'll be consistent as well. I'm also, you know, we want to do more shows uh, to promote the album. I'll be completely honest. I'm, I've been kind of very transparent about this. We don't have a booking agent, and I feel really, really like we just don't have the ability to book a lot of shows. Uh, from where we are in Rhode Island, it's been really, really difficult the past couple of years. It's gotten harder and harder and harder. So I'm just going to continue to push our album, The Best Revenge. came out on July 13th. I think it was Plastic Records. We've been getting a lot of great reviews for it. I'm trying to do interviews and podcasts and stuff to push it. So if you're interested, please go look up Senior Discount, The Best Revenge, on whatever streaming service you like. But we will be playing a show with Big D in the Kids Table on September 14th in Connecticut at the space, and that show is going to be awesome. I'm very excited for that. Um, but I'm going to continue to push the album. I think right now, it's, it's, a lot of my time is going to be going into getting the word about the album out there. SeniorDiscountMusic.com has all the info, our new t-shirts, other links to digital stuff, and our label, Paper and Plastic Records, they just actually produce these awesome resin music skulls that are based on the artwork of our album. They're like a little toy, and the key that goes in the back. Oh. The key is actually a USB stick that has our album on it. Oh, that's so, so cute. Yeah, it's really cool. So go to seniorscoutmusic.com. Is that so sick? I'm so, I love it so much. So if you go to seniorscoutmusic.com, we have a link to buy those resin mini skulls. 
bringing the main page. And the last time I checked, there was 33 left. So there's a really, really good amount. But check them out if you're interested in collectibles and sporting bands. It's a really fun thing to get. So right now, I think my priority is going to be, you know, like I said, pushing the album. And there'll be consistent video content to help you base consistent podcast from the Chunky Brand Podcast. But I actually, I actually just worked on the film project for about nine months. And uh, the secret project, and we're hoping soon we get some news about doing a big premiere. I can't really say more than that, but if oh, you get the premiere, it's going to be big time. It's going to be really, really cool. Sweet. Yeah. And I guess the final thing is, I kind of hope that I get to work on the TV show on Practical Joker and move to the, the Tri-State area to work on some TV stuff more seriously. And to write for Practical Joker. They're kind of, you know, I'm hoping that that comes through this year. Last year I was invited to submit to write, and they didn't hire me. And this year I hope I get the same invitation, and that uh, this time I do get picked up and hired to write for the show, and I get to move there. Crazy. Well, I wish you the best of luck in that. I yeah. mean, the the music is awesome. Your podcast is awesome. You are a one hardworking dude. My, my hat comes off to you. I'm going to play the afterlife at the end of this. Uh, everyone, check it out. I'm going to include the links in the notes, uh, the show notes. And again, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Anytime you, uh, anytime you're interested in having me on, I'd love to come on. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. All right, everybody, go check out the Chuck and Brad podcast. Go check out the new record. And I mean. What are you waiting for? I mean, go check it out. It's awesome. Go on a road trip. I don't know. Go get lost somewhere and listen to this. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, I hope you have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.